What's going on, Sunbelt fans? My name is Dominic Rossetto, the host of the Sunbelt Syndicate podcast, where we review the week that was and look toward the week ahead in Sunbelt football, basketball, and baseball all year long. Follow on all social platforms, including YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Let's jump into the round ball roundup for week 12. We had an out-of-conference game to start the week. Uh, Coastal Carolina hosted Chicago State, who was one of just two independents in all of Division I. The Cougars were just 4-16 and coming in and 0-16 on the road. Uh, they played small ball. They had five guards for vast majority of the game, and they actually took a nine-point lead into halftime. Oduje tried to lead the comeback, going 7-12 of 12 from three and finishing with 25 points, but it wouldn't be enough. Coastal drops a very disappointing game at home, 74-70, an unfortunate start uh, for the conference to start the, the week out, but we'll jump into the highlighted games next as far as the in-conference games go. We had ULM at Marshall Circled and was certainly the game of the night this past Thursday as the Warhawks took the game 86-82 in double overtime. Howe was pretty good on the night with 21 points, but Blackman goes off. 8 of 15 from 3, finishes with 35 points total to lead all scores. Kinsey had another great outing for the Herd, but just not great performances overall from the squad. By no means am I saying they had bad games or played poorly, uh, but ULM just flat out shot better from three. And we've seen all season that when they do that, they're a pretty difficult out. I'd say they're a very difficult out when they shoot from three because they've had some games where they've been really hot, uh, even hotter than this one. But uh, yeah, took a, a little bit of a shock there and, and took care of Marshall in double overtime at their place. We also circled the Troy at Louisiana game. That one ends up being kind of a beatdown after an atrocious first half for the Trojans where they only net 17 points. Uh, note that Brown didn't even play in this game, but the Trojans took care of business at home. Uh, that was all done on the backs of William Jr., Williams Jr., Lewis, and Julian, uh, and they ended up winning that game 72-57 to at home. So not much of a contest in that one like we thought might be going into it. Had that second half been more of what the game looked like, I think we would have had a whole lot better of a game. Unfortunately for Troy, they just did not come out really well prepared or, or shooting very well there in that first half. Uh, only had one game circled on Saturday with Georgia Southern traveling down to Louisiana. What a game this one was. Georgia Southern just couldn't miss in the first half. And this one almost felt like it was over at the break with the Eagles up 49-30, to 30, almost a 20-point advantage there at the half. Georgia Southern actually finished with a better percentage from the field, from three, and even at the free throw line, but somehow the Cajuns stormed back, and a returning Brown finished with 20 points. Lewis Williams Jr. once again had solid performances, going for 16 and 21 respectively, leading the Cajuns to a massive comeback and ending with a 94-87 to victory at home. That ends what we're looking at for highlighted games, but let's jump into some of the games that maybe didn't stand out at first, but ended up being pretty good and came down to the wire. We had on Thursday night, ODU traveling to South Alabama. ODU ends up taking this one 66-64, a very close game throughout. 
you had ODU with Long going for 11 points, 13 rebounds, 3 steals. You also had Moore for South Alabama, who's been very, very consistent, going for 19 points. But again, just not quite enough. Uh, and ODU holds on to win this one in a closely contested game. Really fun one to watch, really, down to the wire, 66-64. Also one more on Thursday to speak of. Georgia Southern travels to Texas State. Texas State ends up taking this one 70 to 67. Nigel Caesar comes away with 23 points to lead Texas State to the victory. Moore does a pretty good job of playing there for the Eagles. Ends up 19 points, three steals. But again, Texas State's defense just a little too strong there towards the end. They take down the Eagles 70-67. As far as Saturday games go, really only had one that really stood out other than the one we had circled. And that, once again, is Old Dominion, once again, winning a very closely contested battle, taking down Coastal Carolina 60-59. to Long, once again, 19 points, 19 rebounds. Oduje, we've been talking about him the last week or two, just continues to be the best player on Coastal's team, without a doubt. He goes for 18 points, 9 rebounds, has 4 steals on the night. But, again, 1-point difference, you can put a microscope up to every little thing, every missed free throw, every uh, bad turnover. But uh, one little thing changes the entirety of that game as far as the outcome goes. So, again, a good one to watch. ODU, again, is probably the toughest team to play against, the team that never quits, that seems to play just about everybody very close. Um, So we'll see where that leads them come closer to tournament time here. Speaking of tournament time, we're going to spend the rest of the time taking a closer look at the standings and where they sit. Uh, For those that don't know, every single team in the conference will make the conference tournament. No one will be left out. does not matter what the record is. Uh, So have no fear there. Everyone's really, truly got a chance. But I'm going to go over kind of the three brackets as of now of what we'll we'll kind of see. And when I say that, uh, what I mean by that is, You've got the worst four teams, the bottom four teams that would play in the, the what they're calling the first round. That would be uh, the Tuesday games down there in Pensacola. All these games will be played at the Pensacola Bay Center, so no craziness of uh, who's playing where on which day. It's all done in one arena, which is nice, easy to know and follow, and definitely easy if you're going to be there witnessing and watching these games live. Uh, so the first four Teams will play on Tuesday, then the middle teams within the conference essentially play their games on Thursday, and the winners of the first round would obviously be included into that as well. And then the top four teams have a bye all the way until Saturday. So could be good, could be bad, depends on where some of these teams sit with some injuries or some guys that might be a little banged up. Uh, I myself... As, as an App State fan, maybe wouldn't mind getting a game in on Thursday. I don't think it's the worst thing to kind of get a game in the books before you get to these deeper games, uh, maybe be in some kind of rhythm uh, at game speed. But again, regardless, uh, let's focus on the kind of the breakdown of where these teams sit maybe right now and where I see them finishing up this season here as we finish up the last few weeks of conference play. Uh, right now, we've got Louisiana and Southern Miss sitting atop the conference tied at 8-2. and two. Both teams only have four losses overall for this season. Both teams have 
those four losses on the road because both teams are undefeated at home. So they're both also on win streaks. Southern Miss at a five-game streak, Louisiana at an eight. So these are the two best teams in the conference, and even though it's technically only by one game over Marshall, I think these two teams are very clearly the the top of the food chain right now. Uh, Marshall obviously drops that maybe disappointing or shocking loss there to uh, ULM in double overtime to be third at seven and three. Uh, not tied with anybody. Seven and three sits them to that third spot. Nice and neat. Thirteen and two overall. So still a great team to play. Uh, well, a great record for them to have at home, and they're still got a pretty good away record at five and three. So Marshall's not out of it by any means. They could end up at the top of the standings, and there there wouldn't be any shock in in it for me. But uh, right now they're sitting about where they kind of maybe would be expected not before the season not a lot of people didn't think uh, Marshall would be great this year they had a pretty terrible year overall last year not a lot of people knew what they'd be going into this year but I think after the first few weeks they figured out how good of a team they had I don't think anybody's going to be shocked or surprised at where they sit currently next up we've got a three-way tie Uh, we've got App State James Madison and UL Monroe all sitting at six and four we've got Troy ODU Georgia Southern all sitting at five and five, and we've got Texas State and Coastal Carolina sitting at four and six. South Alabama all by themselves at three and seven. Georgia State two and eight. Arkansas State a very disappointing one and nine. So, do I think it's going to stay exactly how it is in the standings right now? No, I would predict a little bit of movement, but not a lot. So I do think for the most part, for the majority of what we're looking at, we're going to look at a very similar finishing spot for most teams, at least within the brackets or the days that they would play within the conference tournament alignment. I'm going to predict that Louisiana does finish first. I'm going to predict that Marshall finishes second, go with Southern Miss third, but I, I think they may end up at the same record as Monroe, who I'm going to pencil in there at number four. Maybe that's a little bit of a surprise to some folks, but I just think with how they shoot from three, they've got good guard play. They've got the bigs down low. I think they could end up there at number four and surprise a lot of people by getting to that spot and holding it before the conference tournament. Right behind them, I would put App State, JMU, ODU, Troy. I think those are the next couple teams you could say there as far as where you're classifying them. And obviously, you've got a couple more teams to include in that before you get to those last four. So that would also include Georgia Southern as well. And then it comes down to who are the last four. So right towards the bottom, we've got Arkansas State, Georgia State, South Alabama. I do think South Alabama... Not just because of the three and seven record, but I do think they are the best of those bottom three teams by actually a wide margin. Even though the record's only a one game difference or a few games difference in when you're looking at Arkansas State, but I would bet on South Alabama finishing no worse than third to last in the conference. My question is, who's that last team into that final four? That worst four uh, playing Tuesday in the early games? Is it going to be? Texas State or Coastal Carolina. Like I said, I've got App, JMU, 
Troy, ODU, Georgia Southern all kind of finish in that mid-range. Uh, those teams are all good. Could they jump? Well, could one of them jump into the top four? Maybe. I think only one of them could make that jump. I don't see enough of the other good teams at the top right now falling that far. So I'm going to continue to keep them in that middle spot. I'm going to question really just whether it's Texas State or Coastal that's going to be included in that final four. And that's a tough one for me. Actually, that might be the toughest call because of what I've seen from both teams so far. Coastal isn't great defensively, but they have Mustafa, who can have some pretty good games. They definitely have a great guard in Oduje, but he can be a little cold. Meanwhile, Texas State got Mason Harrell. They've got Nigel Caesar. They've got the players that you would expect to be pretty good. They were expected to be very good coming into this year. A lot of people had them one or two in the conference prior to the start of the season. And they have been very good defensively. If you look, they're still one of the top defensive teams in the conference. But they can't score the ball well enough. So it's really hard for me to put one really head and shoulders above the other. I really do think this is going to be a battle down to the final final days of regular season play uh, between these two teams. So it'll be really interesting to see who ends up on top there. Yeah, again, if I got to pick one, I'm going to pick one so you guys have something to listen to here. I'm, I'm going to say that I trust Coastal Carolina to get it done more, mainly because they're just better scorers of the basketball overall. Uh, they've been in some close games, which could maybe help them down the stretch. But it wouldn't shock me to see this go the other way. But uh, if I had to put money on it, I guess I'm, I'm putting it on Coastal to end up in that mid-range and then leaving Texas State down there with those bottom four teams. So that's how I'd see the predicted uh, finish. Uh, again, I'm not going to list all 14 teams to go off of, but those are kind of the brackets that I would assume they will fall under going into conference tournament time. What we'll do from the rest of the, ter- the episodes we have remaining is to kind of update that as we go on and keep a really close eye on where we expect teams to finish. And if anybody has a shocking two-win or two-loss week, that's really going to help them jump far in the standings. We only have one out-of-conference game remaining. And honestly, this team, this entire conference, um, maybe maybe Louisiana or Southern Miss, but everybody else, no one's a bubble team, right? This is not a two-bid league this year. Hopefully in the future we can get to that. But at this point, you're looking at a one-bid league. So out-of-conference, it doesn't even matter. You know, Coastal losing to Chicago State, really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for them very much personally. It definitely doesn't matter for the conference to uh, have a strong out-of-conference victory over somebody. Chicago State wasn't a powerful opponent anyway, so it's not like you're going to get awarded a whole lot of points for beating a team such as that. So those games really, truly don't matter. I mean, they matter for the fact that you want your team and your individuals on your team to be hot in those games so they can bring that into the conference play. But as far as really, really meaningful for other reasons, no, they're not that meaningful. So focus on the conference play. Focus on beating the person in front of you. See where you guys end up. Uh, Best of luck to each person's individual team. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see App State jump into that top four where they're just right now hanging on to. Um, But i got to be honest with myself and and play with my head here the more than my heart. I don't know if I've seen enough consistency from them uh, to 
put them in that top four. Uh, same thing with James Madison. Very good team. Can score the, the basket, the points a lot, as we've seen earlier this season. But as the competition's gotten harder, obviously, that's been more difficult for them. So those two teams wouldn't shock me to end up in the top four. But I think I would favor ULM. And that's where I'm going to round out the episode this week. Thanks for listening. Again, check out the social media platforms. I'm going to do a little video preview before each night of basketball as we go and try and do a kind of weekly review show as well as I try to put that together right now. It's a lot of work, but uh, hopefully I can start bringing that out to you guys to all enjoy very soon. Thanks for listening.